Hello guys and welcome back to another episode of Drink More Water. Soph and I are super excited about today's episode. We did drop a hint in last week's episode, but we are joined with a very special guest today and one that we know you guys will love. Georgia, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I'm a little bit nervous to be here, if I'm honest, <laughs> but I'm excited. This is your first podcast. Yeah, ever. I'm quite honest. <laughs> so you should be. <laughs> I'm a big deal. <laughs> It is a big deal. It is a big deal. And we know how many people obviously want to get to know you a little bit more. And we're excited to have you here. First guest, it'll be interesting doing a three-way chat here. So we'll see how we do. Georgia is staying with me for the week. So we're both in person. And then we've got Riley on a Zoom call. So if it's a bit laggy, hopefully. Very interesting setup. Hopefully we can make it work, but I'm excited. It'll be really good to just sit down and have a chat. And our first guest, our first official guest, episode three, I'm keen. Love it. Love it. It's very exciting. And pretty much today we are going to go through our highs and our lows. It wouldn't be an episode without starting off with a bit of a recap of our week and then going into a little bit of an interview, talk to Georgia about her past, get all the juicy information out of her (laughs) so you guys can get to know her a little bit better as well. But let's start off with you guys. So since you've been together all week, how's it been? Highs and lows? Okay, so... (laughs) So I was saying to Georgia before, I was like, okay, so we always talk about highs and lows on the podcast. So have a think because I never think and I always get to the podcast. I'm like, oh, I have no idea. But my highs and lows for this week, it's been a really good week having Georgia here, to be honest. So my low is pretty just, it's not crazy low or whatever, but I mean, I'll start off with my low and then we can end with the high. So my low, <laughs> so Georgia and I have been going to the gym every single day, right? And... <laughs> Georgia pushes me to go so much heavier, right? In like every single exercise, which is great. <laughs> I already know what you're yeah. doing. But <clears throat> we were doing calf raises, right? Weighted calf raises. Just listen to this. Five sets of 15 reps weighted. Yeah. 10 kilo weighted. 10 kilo weighted, right? My calves... Like, I can barely straighten my legs. <laughs> that was two days ago. It was two days ago. It's worse today than it was yesterday. And I'm just like, everything hurts. So I know it's kind of a lame low, but that is going to be my low this week. And then my high is honestly just having Georgia here. It's been so good to just, I don't know, have someone here, talk about everything, do stuff with, like go to the gym with, because I'm usually a solo trainer. So having someone to do it with is just fabulous. And yeah, just eat great food, have a few laughs. It's been great. So those are my low and high for the week. How about you, Georgia? I love it. I love it. My high is going to go along with yours. Definitely just being here. Mm -hmm. So I flew in on Tuesday. Quick 45-minute flight. We love that. Yeah, absolutely incredible. And I feel like we live very similar lives, but we're just very far apart yes so just doing the normal like mundane everyday things with someone else is just incredible it makes mm-hmm. life 10 times better definitely um so just being here is my high yeah meaning smart meaning smarty. <laughs> um and honestly i think my low will probably just be leaving like i leave on saturday and i'm like what i just get back to doing life on my own like yeah. that sucks <laughs> I don't That's do that. okay exactly how was the flight like flying since covid um, is that your first pretty flight? normal, yeah. yeah. I've honestly never flown on my own, so mm-hmm. that was probably like the biggest difference. Mm. 
but the airport was really quiet. Yeah. I was there very early in the morning. Yeah. We had to wear masks, but like that was it. Mm. It was pretty chill. Yeah. I'm kind of keen for my first flight yeah. again. Would recommend. Yeah. How about you? And how crazy like a 45 minute flight. Isn't that just bizarre? But honestly, so much better than driving. Yes. <laughs> so much better than driving. Yeah, definitely. Especially alone. Um, all right. Hi for the week. I was thinking about this on my walk too because I'm like, damn, I'm going to get in there and have nothing to say. But hi for the week. I feel like I have a few. I've had a really good week this week, mainly because I got my period. So I would say that was my low on Monday, getting my period. You know, it's never fun for a few hours there. But honestly, like it wasn't that bad. I just watched Netflix and laid with a heat pack. So I can't really complain. Mm -hmm. Um, And then my high for the week. Okay, I feel like I have a few. So my back is feeling 100 times better. I'm back training this week light we won't say how light but it is light <laughs> that's fine um and then I also had a really good um group business call with business call group chat with my business coach I meant to say um this week and I feel like I am so clear on like my goals for this year and business and stuff and it was the first time I felt super aligned and I was just like high on life for a few days there because I was like wow I just feel like I know where I'm headed and it was the best feeling so yeah, I'd say that's my high. I mm. love that. I love that. Sometimes even I just feel like having a conversation with someone about what you're doing mm. and just like getting some goals and talking to someone about it, especially a business coach because mm. they just know what they're doing, just yeah. will turn your mood around. Yeah. Okay. Even just saying things out loud. Yeah. You can have a goal in your head, but once you say it out loud. It's happening. Like, oh, <laughs> we're doing this. Yeah. Yeah. And don't you think too, there's something about, I guess, even for you two just being together this week, it's like you have so many thoughts all day long, when especially for us, like we work at home by <laughs> ourselves, ideas come up, all this stuff comes up and you're like, so who do I talk, like who do I like vocalize yes. this to? <laughs> because I have all these things and it's like the minute I said it out loud and got feedback and I was like, oh my gosh, like, yes, like this is exactly what I want, but I didn't really know it until I said it out exactly. loud. Exactly, yep, 100%. Mm. It's like when you have like, when you're anxious about something or upset about something and you say it out loud, it kind of takes the, like the weight off your shoulders. But mm. when you're excited, it kind of like, I don't know. Amplifies it. it amplifies it, yeah, <laughs> which is good. Yeah, definitely. No, I love it. It's so good. Even like, you know, last week, so when we were on the phone before our podcast last week, we were both in the worst mm. mood. And then the minute we were talking and like saying our goals and like getting hyped, it's like having that person to get hyped together it's like the best thing ever and it fully changes your mood so I think like day to day if you are feeling flat call a friend and just like have a rant or whatever you need to do because you do feel a hundred times better and I don't think any of us prioritize that enough and it's almost like I don't want to annoy that person Mm -hmm. like they're busy but half the time you both need it and you feel so good for having that conversation exactly yeah 100% Alrighty, so getting in to the questions for our guests today. I am so excited. I'm very excited. Me too. Um, okay, so should we just get straight on into it? Is there anything else you want to add? Yeah, let's get into okay, it. Okay, so Georgia. Georgia Richards. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> We've both been saying we hate being called like our full names because it's just like, no, I'm not Georgia no, Richards, I'm Georgia. I don't know who Georgia Richards is. Yeah. <laughs> you feel like you're in trouble. Yeah. And you feel like you're in trouble. It's like Riley. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> exactly. Alrighty. So starting off, we'll start off with the beginning. Tell us a bit about your childhood, a bit about how you grew up mm-hmm. and just kind of like how it was. Yeah. I feel like I had a really like classic, just like plain, simple childhood, like nothing crazy ever happened, mm. which is, I mean, kind of ideal. <laughs> um, I was born in Brisbane, two parents, 
two brothers, one older, one younger. I feel like my brothers definitely like, like growing up with my two brothers really like shaped who I was, I feel like, um, maybe very <laughs> competitive. Yes. I feel like I always have to be better. I don't know if that's a middle child thing though. I'm not sure. We'll take a bit of both. Um, I went to like the same school. Yes, we love healthy competition. (laughs) Um, I went to the same school my whole life. I like, I don't know. I feel like when I was younger, I was never put in situations where I had to like do anything crazy or like fight for myself. I was always like very comfortable. Mm. Like same school. I didn't make friends. Friends came like to me. (laughs) Like I didn't. They just came flooding to me. (laughs) I love it. But like. Super <laughs> <laughs> just like the same school like preschool full to grade 12 um so like just pretty plain simple um and then I didn't go to uni um I just went straight into work I worked at a cafe for too many years um <laughs> and then we we quit there and we started working in social media mm. full time and that's been what oh maybe six months, six months mm. if that mm-hmm crazy 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 i still remember that vlog that first vlog you posted yeah. when you quit your job and i was just like hell yes so, so surreal yeah. <sighs> yeah um all right well i guess this kind of leads into that how did you get into social media and in high school and growing up did you know what you wanted to do did you know you did want to get into social media or how did that kind of come to I never had any idea of what I wanted to do. Um, and, you know, everyone was like choosing their OP subjects. And I was like, I'm not doing OP. Cause like, <laughs> what's the point? I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, so I just graduated. And then like my parents weren't like pressuring me to do anything. Even like my school wasn't really, it was like kind of great. Yeah. Um, and so I just kind of got a job and I was like, oh, I'll work in this cafe until I figure out what I want to do. And I expected something to just come to me <laughs> while I was working there. Um, but my best friend Rachel she's been doing YouTube since like year 10 in high school so like so many years and seeing her do that it kind of made doing YouTube and social media like it showed me that it was achievable Mm -hmm. and like doable for just like the normal everyday person um so yeah first year out of high school working in a cafe I was just bored like I had so much free time I didn't have any responsibility apart from my work And so I just started filming literally me doing absolutely nothing and uploading it. And I think maybe like three views. (laughs) And then I told Rachel and she was like, oh my gosh, can I give you a shout out? And I was like, no, (laughs) no one can know. (laughs) And that went on for like a few months, I think. And I was just like vlogging, like my friends knew I was vlogging, but like I just didn't like tell anyone else really. Mm. Um, And I just kept vlogging and vlogging. And then Rachel's like, can I please give you a shout out? And I was like, Fine. And then it just kept going from there and I just kept doing YouTube and the coffee shop part time mm-hmm. um, until YouTube just kind of got bigger mm-hmm. than my cafe job. And I was like, I still don't know what I want to do. I don't know if I'm going to do YouTube for the rest of my life, yeah. but I don't want to be at the cafe for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. So I just took the jump. And did you find, because you said that you didn't know what you wanted to do in high school, did you find like, you said your parents didn't pressure you, which was so good. Did you still in the back of your mind think like, what am I going to do? Yeah, absolutely. Like all of my friends were in uni, mm. all of them. And I was literally just sitting at home, like texting them, like, when are you free? Like, when can we hang out? Like I had like nothing going on. Yeah. So it was always in the back of my head, like every now and then, oh, like actually what are you doing? Mm. But then other days I was just like happy living the simple life. Yeah. 
so I don't know. I like the pressure is definitely there, mm-hmm. and I feel like everyone, even if you're at uni, have probably felt that yeah. pressure mm-hmm. once or twice. Mm-hmm. Um, but not too much. Yeah, and I suppose having that hobby of YouTube and yeah. filming kept you like with some busy. sort of yeah, some sort of like focus. Yeah, apart from work. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. I think as well, like especially for. Um, you know, people that are at uni or deciding to go to uni. Like I know for me that my parents really wanted me to go to uni and I already was a qualified, um, you know, PT when I finished school and stuff like that. But I still felt that pressure that it was like, well, that's not enough and that's not a career and you, you need more behind you and how are you going to make money and what's going to back you up. So it's all that pressure that you put on yourself, you know, coming out of high school. But I think especially like for the sounds of even both of you, like giving yourself that time to work a normal job, have that side hustle and just see what happens with that. doesn't have to be social media, obviously. Um, but so, like, I don't think either of you could have imagined when you begun what would come of it and look what's happened, right? So I think if you are someone that's probably in school now or in year 12 or worrying about that, just know that you've got so much time. You know, you're young for a really long time. We're all, what, two, three, four years out yeah. of school? I can't even think how many. Mm. Yeah. And... I still feel so young and we are so mm-hmm. young. I'm like, oh my God, I'm still trying to work out how to turn the washing machine <laughs> on half the time. Like we have so much time mm-hmm. and it just shows like both of your stories and I guess mine as well. We've all done different things since leaving school. But in the end, as long as you you know follow your passion and, and do what you want and give yourself time to work it out, it'll always be fine. And yeah. Then. And don't people go through like 10 jobs in their whole lifetime? Mm-hmm. Like I feel like in school, it's like you go to uni and you study and you have that job for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And that's how you like provide for yourself and your family. But like, that's not realistic. It's not the case anymore. No, no, definitely not. And I feel like, you know, 20 years ago, being a YouTuber or doing social media as a job didn't even exist. Yeah. So if you don't know what you want to do now and you're in school, there could be something in the next five years yeah. that you have no idea even exists yet that could be a job. Yeah. You know what How I mean? How exciting. Yeah. It's kind of cool to think about. It's so, so cool, isn't it? My grandpa actually, he said to my mum probably a few months ago, he saw like an article in the newspaper and he's probably never really understood what I do. Like he knows I like around my business and whatever but with social media he's like I don't he doesn't obviously get Mm. that and there must have been an article on like influencers or something and he calls mum and he's like I think Riley could be an influencer (laughs) I'm like I love (laughs) influencer (laughs) but yeah they definitely don't get it but I think now it's, it's something that is so common amongst our age group of people and it's a massive thing um and it is a proper job yeah. for sure. Mm. There's so much work that goes into it and you both work really hard and I can vouch for that. So, yeah, definitely a job and you're both killing it. But next question, Georgia, <laughs> putting you on the spot. Um, what is something that you would tell your 18-year-old self? What is the piece of advice that you would have for yourself at 18? 18? When was I 18? <laughs> that feels like so long ago. It does. I feel like... I feel like I was really not confident in myself until like, honestly, last year, mm-hmm. probably. Um, I was always like super shy, super withdrawn. I'd be in a group and I would just completely shut off and I would never like show my personality and never like be confident. Whereas I feel like I've really like grown into myself. So I honestly wish now looking back, I could just tell her to just like stop thinking so much about everything. And obviously that's very much like easier said than done. But just stop thinking and just honestly act 
confident. Mm. Fake it. Yeah. I had a teacher in school who always used to say, just fake it until you make it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and that's exactly what I'm doing right now. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to be at social media. Like, I have no clue what I'm doing. Mm. But I just fake it every single day. And I think, like, the more you fake it, the more you – like, the less you have to fake it. Yeah. Like, it just becomes very natural. Mm-hmm. I just, like, wish she had, like, a little bit more confidence because, yeah. like – how I feel now, I wish that I felt that for like a long time. Mm-hmm. And I think confidence definitely does come with age as yeah. well. Because I even think back to when I was in grade 12 and I was so, like, not shy, but I was just questioning everything mm. and everything, yeah, like now I feel so much sure of myself. Mm. So I think, yeah, if you definitely, if you're struggling with confidence, it does come with age. But I feel like, yeah, everyone looks back and goes, I just wish I was more confident. Yeah. You know, and it's so hard because you're experiencing all these new things. All your friends are doing different things. Some friends have got boyfriends. Some friends don't. You might be single. You might be in a relationship and everything you're just experiencing for the first time. Mm. But I love that. Just like confidence. Confidence is key. Trust yourself. Yes. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, Yeah. And that's so true, Soph, as well about confidence comes with age. I feel like that is... I was actually giving that a lot of thought the other day and I'm like, wow, like how much changes um, when you leave school and you're, you know, kind of running your own life and doing your own thing and you no longer care about what people at school will think of you because you're out of school and you kind of have to make your own reality and do your own thing. And I mean, I would never have started my Instagram while I was at school. No way in the world I would have done it. And I remember after people being like, oh my God, like, you're going to get judged for that. Like Riley fit. Like, and I did mm-hmm. like best friends would like be mocking me and you know, they're no longer best friends. For that <laughs> way, but it's um something that no, but it is, you know, you have to back yourself. And when you leave school, so many opportunities come and you do. So I think if you are in school right now, just know that it'll pass and you will gain that confidence as you get older, mm-hmm. because it definitely helps when you are out of that environment. For sure. And I think it was so interesting. I think it was like, last year I can't even remember what it was but Sam's mum we were at like her birthday dinner and she turned 50 and she was like finally I feel like I don't care what anyone else thinks and she's 50 years old so if you are like struggling and just wish you are more confident know that everyone struggles with it Mm -hmm. even you know a 50 year old is finally saying I don't struggle with that anymore so it's always a growing thing you're always going to be changing and maybe when we get to 50 we'll <laughs> finally be like i don't care what anyone thinks of me <laughs> and like you don't just like wake up one day and be like yeah i'm now confident yeah. like you have oh, to no. put in the work mm-hmm. and just keep working on it every yes, day exactly and the next question i guess moving along with just kind of like doing social media and your life right now is what does a typical day in your life look like mm-hmm. from when you wake up to when you go to sleep i need all the details all right all right, all right. okay i can do that for you um <laughs> i like to wake up early in the morning not gonna say it happens every time mm. um I definitely sleep in occasionally um six o'clock mainly yeah. great time mm-hmm. um I'll normally go for a walk first thing just to like wake myself up, try not be on my phone, try being the keyword, <laughs> um, go for a walk, get some morning steps in, come home, have breakfast, get straight into some work. So whether that's emails, editing, contracts, I don't know, whatever I'm doing, filming, even just like tidying the house. Like if I'm filming it, that's work. Yeah. Love that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll have lunch. I might run some afternoon errands if I have friends free I might pop over and say hey I feel like every day is a little bit different 
but I just kind of love not having a schedule. Mm. Um, I feel like when I started doing social media full time, I was like, I have to have this routine. I have to work from eight to five every day and I have to switch off from work every night. And I just think that the pressure of that got to me honestly until like last week. And I was like, Georgia, you don't have to have a routine. Like you have had a routine and been doing so many things for so many years that you finally have the opportunity to do less. Mm. And that feels so unnatural to me, but I'm loving slowing down and working smarter, not harder. Absolutely. <laughs> we love, we love that. <laughs> um, so yeah. And then I'll just have dinner. I'll chill out. I'll normally chill out with my brother on the couch. Mm-hmm. have some, some moon milk. Yeah. <laughs> And head to bed. I mean, like, I don't even know. I feel like that sounds so boring. Oh, no. I can 100% relate because doing what we do, every day is different. And some days you will spend the entire day editing. Yeah. And the next day will be all out. It's it's always changing. I think that is the beauty of working for yourself. And what I always wanted is that freedom to be able to do, you know, kind of make your own schedule up. And I love that because that, I feel like there is a lot of pressure, even with working for yourself, but not as well, to have that routine and have that structure. And if that doesn't work for you, that is so okay. Mm. You know, it's that kind of like hustle culture that I know a lot of people are trying to kind of like push back from a little bit now. You don't always have to be working. And I'm someone, and I'm sure we're all like this, who feels very guilty for not working. If I feel like I haven't done anything productive, I feel so guilty. And sometimes I'm like... Oh, it's so hard to push back against that because that is what we see every single day. Mm. It's like hustle, yes, like grind constantly. You're always working. You should be getting up at 3 a.m. in the morning. You should be like blah, 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 blah. It's just kind of like whatever works for you. Yeah, if you don't have to, Mm -hmm. don't push it. Mm -hmm. I have the luxury to choose when I go for a walk and choose when I go to the gym and choose when I work. And I'm honestly still trying to get my head around it and I think I'm going to continue learning Mm. for years and years. Yeah, that's what my typical day looks like, I think. Mm, I love it. It's definitely hard, isn't it, to create that routine? I agree. I feel like in my head, I'm like, no, Tuesday has to look the same as last Tuesday. And Wednesday has to look the same because that's routine and that's work. And that's what working for yourself is. I feel like this week as well, I was like, Riley, like, it's fine to have a day off. Like, Fridays are my day off. Like, they're definitely not off. I work all day, but it's a day that I don't have calls or don't have you know PT clients and to me it's like massive guilt that I walk swim and train in the morning and I haven't been productive with work and it's nine o'clock and I'm like oh well you've had a really lazy day really like you haven't done anything and it's like what the hell like it's I get up at 3 45 like it's one day a week that I can you know go to the gym at six and do my own thing and I still feel so bad for doing that and so like we haven't been good like you haven't been a good business owner today and you haven't been productive and it's like that's just crazy like it's life you know it's not meant to be a punishment and I think it's so true like you almost have to let your routine go out the door in terms of the day-to-day because it does always change and it really doesn't matter. definitely and I also feel like this is what always gets me if I'm having one of those days that might not be so productive and I'm having a good old scroll on social media which lasts for much too long <laughs> you see you scroll and it's like business owner after business owner getting all of this stuff done but you've got to realize that you know like I could post something that makes it look like I'm being a lot more productive than I actually am and that'd be the same for them as well Mm. you know what I mean yeah so yeah I think that's really important to remember because it's like oh I've seen this photo of this girl who owns her own business and said that she's been up since 
you know, 4am doing this, but it's like, well, you could post that and I don't know, you just never know what's happening behind the scenes. I think that's important to remember as well. Yeah, definitely. I agree. And I guess Georgia as well, just talking about work and routines and stuff like that. The content that you do share is obviously very health and fitness based. Pretty much, how did you get into that? And did you always start off health and fitness or did you kind of move into it as your um, channel and Instagram following grew? I feel like before I was on social media, I didn't do like anything really health and fitness related. Um, I've been playing soccer since I was nine, but that was pretty much the only like physical activity that I was doing. Um, I feel like I wasn't raised like eating really well and like being active Um, until I moved out of home. Um, like a year and a half out of school I moved in with three of my friends from school and I think it was just like the typical thing to like join a gym with all your friends and so we would go like 9 p.m at night just because it was like the fun thing to do so like I joined the gym but I wouldn't say that I was like getting fit or I like knew what I was doing I was honestly just going lifting a couple weights and going home um and then I ended up getting dragged along to like this group fitness thing in this random park with my mum Um, There was like five people. It was honestly really weird. And I hated it the first time I went. Um, And then she somehow dragged me back. I don't know how I said yes again, but I did. (laughs) Glad I did. Um, And I ended up signing up with that PT who ran that like group park thing. And I was going five days a week, 6am to this group fitness thing. And it was like life changing. Like, even though I feel like I still really wasn't living like a really healthy lifestyle, I was learning about like I mean the gym we were in a park but like I was learning about like exercises and like how to move my body and like form and being around a group of people with like similar goals and who all enjoyed the same thing um was really really great and then I was doing that pretty much until COVID hit early last year um and then I started seeing him just one-on-one as well so he had a little like home garage in his gym home garage in his gym (laughs) (laughs) gym garage in his home in his (laughs) yeah that makes sense you know what I mean yeah yeah Um, and I actually got to like start lifting weights and he like taught me about like macros and like being in a calorie deficit and everything, health and fitness. And I just come to him with like tens and thousands of questions every week and lifting weights, I feel like is where I actually was like, okay, like this is a lifestyle and this is, this is what I want to be doing because I enjoy it and it makes me feel really good. Um, so yeah, that was like almost a year ago. I think it was like March last year Mm. um so yeah and I guess you know sharing your life your content just kind of moved to that health and fitness yeah well like my my I guess my job is to fill my life Mm. and that's what I I do with a lot of my time um and it's also just like what I love and I love talking about it and so I just pick up my camera and I'm just I lifted this way today really great now I'm eating this food Mm -hmm. it's fantastic no that's exactly what I was going to say as well I feel like you can't you can't fake content so you really are just filming your life and you definitely can't put on what you're doing day in day out so it literally is I guess just a reflection of what you're doing and that's kind of what's been your reality for the last year and a half or however long it's been but it's definitely inspiring and you definitely keep me motivated 10k steps let's do it (laughs) yeah we have a group me Riley and Georgia called 10k steps on Instagram (laughs) And we just send videos to it or send screenshots of our watches or whatever when we, like, aren't feeling motivated or have hit the 10,000 steps. And it's just motivating. It's so it's great. So good. And something along that that I wanted to ask you, getting into it all, did you have any 
things that were kind of hurdles to overcome when coming into health and fitness? I feel like, especially on social media, the like typical person you see working out, they're already fit. And I remember walking in being like, oh, is it even worth starting this like journey? Because I have such a long way to go and it's not going to be easy. And I was honestly like, just the starting was just like, is it worth it? Like, Mm. should I be doing this? But like health and fitness is literally for anyone, Mm. anyone and everyone. And like, no matter what your goals are, and especially I think the people who you're surrounded with, like obviously PTs want to see their clients like absolutely like flourish Mm. and being surrounded by people who are encouraging me honestly just makes it getting, getting over those hurdles so much easier. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I kind of just jumped in. Yeah. Just went head first. Yeah. Do you have one thing that you like, this is definitely the hardest part of Definitely that? eating. Mm. I really struggle with eating. If I could out train my diet, I'd be shredded. Um, <laughs> I all? would have it. That is all I'm saying. <laughs> I would have a six pack. Um, but like, that's fine. Like I have no problem getting to the gym every day. Um, but like, I hate coming home and like making a salad for lunch, mm. but like other people would like have no problem eating well, but like really struggle getting to the gym. So it's just like each to their own. Mm-hmm. Um, but in saying that, I feel like I have gotten like a lot of knowledge, especially from APT about what I should be eating and learning that I don't have to be eating awful food and I still get to eat plenty of food that tastes really good while still hitting my goals Mm. so it's definitely getting easier with time but like a lot of time yeah and it goes it's not just like this (laughs) trajectory tried to (laughs) I tried to put in a big word that just really didn't work for me did it trajectory is that the right word like straight up yeah if that makes sense it's kind of like up and down yeah it's ever oh yeah Mm. Like, you are not going to be killing it oh, for the rest I of mean, your life, you know? Yeah, totally. And progress, you know, as obviously I'm a personal trainer and work with a lot of girls especially, progress is never linear. So whether you're aiming to gain weight, lose weight, maintain weight, progress is never linear. Probably not trajectory. <laughs> Look, <laughs> I, I just meant that's what I was looking for. <laughs> Where did trajectory come from? I couldn't even say it myself, so we're just going to stay away from that word. <laughs> No, but you are right. Like progress definitely isn't linear. And I think, you know, we should probably go into this a little bit more because there are so many girls out there. All three of us get so many questions every single week about health, fitness, motivation, eating, tracking, all that kind of stuff. Um, I guess one thing I wanted to ask you, Georgia, just for myself, and I know this is something that comes up for you, is do you ever um, experience hate or getting you know nasty messages because of tracking calories or talking about tracking or or showing that that is you know the path that you're on at the moment yeah 100 percent. i feel like the like hate and the love is sometimes honestly like 50 50 like some people do track their calories and train really hard and i'm the same boat as i am and so like yeah love seeing someone else tracking making it normal showing that it's not restrictive blah 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 and then there's other people saying oh saying that you track calories online is so like harmful to people like even me showing in a vlog montage not even saying anything showing my food on a scale people are like I need a trigger warning and like I like I the last thing I want to do is like upset someone and I I do like try to be very like careful and I will like I'm talking about food skip if you don't like food (laughs) but like who doesn't like food um (laughs) so I guess it just depends like where they're at on their journey and like 
the things that they've been through, even just saying online that I'm trying to lose weight. Losing weight is such a touchy subject that I honestly don't talk about a lot because I'm genuinely scared of that, like the hate that I will receive. Um, but like, I love myself. I love my body. I'm proud of the weights that my body can lift and I'm proud of how far I have come. And I think losing weight will just make living a healthy lifestyle that much better. Mm. And I just want to feel good. And I know that I don't feel good right now. And I feel like people, people hear people say, I want to lose weight. And they think, oh, being overweight is bad. And you're like obsessed with how you look. How I look is honestly like half of, maybe not even half, like 70, 70, 30%. I can't do maths. (laughs) 30% of like my reasoning because I just want to feel good and fueling my body right and being active makes me feel good. Mm -hmm. So yeah, being online, I mean, I think anything you do, people will honestly take it the wrong way no matter what you do. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's, it's very hard. In saying that, having my like health and fitness journey online, I have a sea full of people encouraging me every single day. Like the love will always outweigh the hate. Um, so it's pros and cons, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> you can't always win, you know. Mm. A cheeky just like block out of the word. On yeah, I did. Yes, there was a stage where I was really not doing well. Every time I opened my phone, there was someone saying just awful awful things i ended up going on youtube and like blocking out the word like weight and like (laughs) tracking or fat (laughs) honestly it's been great for me yeah and it's honestly yeah and it's that's just protecting your own energy and self-worth like you don't need to be hearing that kind of thing when you are on your journey and honestly everything you just said made me kind of triggered and so has mentioned (laughs) the last few weeks that i say it how it is so i'm about to do that right now um Okay, I actually feel quite like quite annoyed and I have been annoyed all week about this because it's come up a few times and I, look, I am sorry if I offend anyone with what I'm about to say, but I am going to say it. Um, we aren't responsible for the way that you're currently feeling, right? We're sharing our lives, our opinion. I share the knowledge that I have as a trainer to help people and I get questions every single week about tracking macros, calories, how to make it work, how to stay motivated, all that kind of stuff. Yet when I share that, you cop hate and people saying, that triggers me, I don't want to hear about it. But at the end of the day, I'm not responsible for the fact that you have an issue with seeing a number on a, on a scale or seeing um, you know, that a banana is 70 calories or whatever it might be. I'm sorry that you feel that way, but clearly you have something else going on and that's worth you seeking advice for. Okay. And that's the, that's the main point in all of that. It's not the fact that we shared that we tracked our calories or what a meal, um, you know, what the calories in a meal is. It's the fact that you're the one that has an issue with seeing that number and that's not normal. So go and get help, go and get advice because you want to heal that relationship, right? It's not about ignoring it and you know blaming everything and everyone else on the internet for triggering that in you. There's a reason that that's being triggered and you clearly have um, you know, some kind of mindset block or a poor relationship with food and that's something that should be healed and not ignored, right? So instead of blaming the influencers that you follow or saying that they need to put out trigger warnings, I would be putting out a trigger warning every second story, right? Because someone will be offended by the content that I post. And it's not up to Georgia when she's on her personal journey to protect everyone watching her content because 50% don't want to see the calories when 50% do, right? We're sharing 
our knowledge, our opinions, our lives. And if you don't like it, that's up to you whether you consume it or not. And it's not our responsibility. <laughs> Sorry. I, I honestly <laughs> loved that. But even when you, so you were saying before how you see people being productive online, you're like, oh, I have to be productive. That's like two percent of their whole day you see someone tracking a meal people jump to the conclusion oh you're being restrictive oh you're not eating enough oh you're obsessed with how you look you don't actually know you don't know how I feel I'm loving the food that I'm eating <laughs> so I'm just seeing Riley's reaction on the zoom call this is too good <laughs> she's like fist pumping the air like yes <laughs> I am so passionate about this right now <laughs> but like you actually, you can't jump to the conclusion on anyone's life. Even if I post a 40 minute weekly vlog of my whole week, that is still such a small percentage of my life. And I don't, I don't always talk about how I feel. Mm. So like people just jumping to the conclusions constantly. And even Riley, just hearing you talk about that, I like, I got this like <laughs> feeling in my chest. I was like, oh, like people aren't going to like to hear that. But like, I 100% agree with you. Mm-hmm exactly and I feel the same way right saying it I'm like I know for sure someone right now is listening and being like I don't like Riley for saying that that rubs me up the wrong way but that's my point right like I and I notice it in myself so I want people to understand as well that things may trigger me on the internet whether it's you know someone in a bikini or someone's confidence or something that someone's doing but I have to look at that and be like wait that's my issue like that's not it's not the person's problem that they posted that and I feel like that I'm the one consuming it and I'm the one letting it make me feel that way. So that's when I have to do the inner work and be like, okay, why did that make you feel like that? It's definitely not that person's problem that I feel like that. And being responsible for yourself and the, your own thoughts and feelings and emotions, right? Like we're, we're all our own person. It's almost like when a friend doesn't message you back or something like that and you're like, oh, they don't like me, they don't this. Well, no, <laughs> that's your own issue because you're letting them affect you when really they probably just have a busy day. It's got nothing to do with you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it goes, it goes for everything. It's definitely not just food. Food's one very, very small part of, I guess, what um, – I'm getting at there as well but like you said Georgia as well like tracking it it does frustrate me as well when people judge that because it's like I have so many clients tracking to gain weight so many and we are tracking a specific amount of food to make sure they're eating enough to put on a certain amount each week because they're currently either at an unhealthy weight or they need to gain weight right and every single week they gain weight and that's why we're tracking so who are you to sit back and judge that person when you have no idea what's going on for them. At the moment, I'm tracking to be in just over a surplus so I put on muscle. Like, I have a Cornetto. I'm eating. Like, don't, <laughs> I <laughs> am eating. Like, <laughs> I am eating. And that's what's important, I think. Um, you know, we've got some questions on the end that we will touch on as well. But don't judge anyone's reasoning um, and to why they are either tracking, not tracking, or eating. Like, that is their own personal experience and journey and it's not up to us to comment and yeah you just have to really be very self-aware and realize the the content you're consuming and what is um triggering or making something come up for you exactly and i think sorry jordan no, i no, went to the exact same time then. um i think for me as well i mean i know that a lot like tracking just has a negative connotation connected to it which is quite interesting but I think, you know, it can be used negatively 100%. But as we've been saying, it can be used positively, very positively as well. And for someone like, like me, like I'm not sure how you guys have experienced I'm 
you know, food relationships and stuff in the past, but I've definitely struggled with mine. I've been quite open with that on the internet. And for me, like tracking sometimes, it's been positive in the past few months. It's been completely positive and actually helped me with my relationship with food and making it so much easier than it all just being complicated in my mind. So I think that, you know, it's, it's not for everyone. It can't, you know, it's some, it's for some people and it's for not for others. And that's so okay. It's like, you know, not everyone's going to love the color purple, you know, it's the same thing. It's not that, Oh, I just showed the color purple. Now it's triggering to everyone who doesn't (laughs) like purple. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's different. And I think that we need to get rid of that negative connotation around tracking because it can be negative, but it also can be positive in the same situation. I was going to go along the lines of that and even just say, if, even if, if I was trying to lose weight and doing it really in like the most unhealthy way possible, I was eating like way, way, way not enough. (laughs) (laughs) I was definitely like not eating enough calories. I was like training too hard and just not doing it the right way. It's not your job as a stranger on the internet to comment on that. Mm-hmm. Leave that for the people in their life. Like you commenting on that is not going to help them. They're not going to read that and be like, oh, yeah, actually, I am doing it the unhealthy way. I'm going to change my ways. No, it's going to come from a loved one mm-hmm. in their life who just wants to help them. Mm-hmm. Even like oh, just people online honestly blow my mind. I could talk about this for hours. But like just think about what you type before you send it yeah that, like in relation to anything about anyone doing online even self-diagnosing or like people <gasps> diagnosing people <gasps> on the internet i had a comment yesterday yeah, do you want to talk about that yeah i had a comment yesterday who was like i love georgia but <laughs> but <laughs> they're my favorite um i love the but i love the but i'm like thank you so much <laughs> but why are her arms so hairy i think she has pcos <laughs> Oh my god, thank you for that insight. And very qualified. Look, I don't know much about PCOS, mm. but I feel like if I had symptoms that I was not feeling great, I would go to a doctor. Mm-hmm. Please do not tell me that I have. <laughs> and you were even saying you were like, hairy arms run in my family. Yeah, my, my dad life. has really hairy arms, and that's where I get that from. So thank you so much, but no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can you imagine if you turned around to that person, though, and were like, Hey, love you, but <laughs> this is something about like it's almost like oh she's not a person mm-hmm. she hasn't got a feeling. It's, yeah, it's it's hard, isn't it? And I feel like so many people want you to show up online and, and ask you to post another video or you know do another podcast, whatever it might be. But at the same time, when you receive stuff like that, it just puts such a dampener on the entire thing. Yeah, and it's that catch twenty two of like well, I don't want to be told that, but I know there's people out there that value my content and value what I have to say. So, yeah, it's such a it's such a fine line. It's really hard as the person who's doing it. I'll just never show my arms online again. <laughs> <laughs> no more Apple Watch content. No, no please, no. I want to see that. <laughs> I guess this kind of goes on to the next question, actually. We said, do you ever question sharing your life online? And as it, um, as it, that'd be dumb you, or do you not really think about it? I feel like I go through phases. There'll be like a day where it literally won't phase me and I won't even question it. And then there'll be other days where like, I'll look at my Instagram story and like how many people view that. And I'm like, that is terrifying. That's terrifying. I, no, <laughs> I'm never posting anything ever again. <laughs> and then the next day I'll be like, hey guys. 
<laughs> um, or even if like I go through phases of like meeting people out in public and I'll be like, this is insane. Like my brain cannot comprehend the people that are seeing me just live my normal everyday life. So like, it's definitely daunting sometimes, but on the other hand, it's been like the best thing I've ever done. And I couldn't imagine my life right now if I wasn't doing even like Sophie and I were talking this morning about if we were still working our cafe jobs like absolutely not I will never work in hospitality ever again so like I'm so grateful for this opportunity and like the majority of my followers are so incredibly kind and like sometimes it's honestly overwhelming by like how much love that I'm surrounded by it just blows my mind but is definitely sometimes still daunting Mm. isn't it crazy because I think we see a number on you know youtube subscribers or instagram followers and it's a number but when you actually think about putting let's just say it's twenty thousand people in a room who all know you i will know so much about your life sorry like that's that's crazy to think about like i would not get up in front of twenty thousand people like hey guys so today i'm eating oats for breakfast like absolutely not but twenty thousand people are clicking my video and seeing me eat my oats for breakfast, I don't know, it's wild. Mm-hmm. Even when I set up my camera to film and you, you're staring into a camera lens, but you're alone. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're just putting it all out for some people to see. It's just crazy to me sometimes. It is crazy. It's easy to be confident in a room alone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, okay, there's a lot of people. I was actually just thinking too, like, when you think about the amount, you know, Sophie, like if we, sorry, sorry, sorry. I oh, that's so gay. <laughs> um, I'll take it. I was like, and I was looking at you very directly <laughs> as well. Um, no, but I was thinking just then. So if you take, say, your Instagram and your YouTube following, what's that at now? Like around 200,000? It's about 200,000, I think. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like, how many of you don't like me? Mm-hmm. 200,000 people can't like me. <laughs> the same way I think 9,000 people can't like me or 30,000 people can't like me. And that's almost scary because I'm like, why would people follow someone that they don't like? But surely 200,000 people aren't all there to support and back you, right? Mm-hmm. So true. And that I find a little bit like, wow, that is daunting. It even baffles me that, you know, I mean, I don't expect everyone to like my videos, but, you know, the thumbs down sometimes on it. I'm like, why? Oh, why? <laughs> if you're watching it, just click away if you don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no need. Yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, anyway, it's a weird thing. And I think it's something that we're still adjusting to because it does feel like, and especially for us, we've kind of grown up with the end of it. But imagine fully growing up with social media being yeah. this like massive thing. And it's still so new. So it's kind of like crazy to think about what kids growing up now will think of it all yeah well even when I quit my hospitality job the owner of the store I worked at she was like no like that's incredible like I want you to do something that you're passionate about my son does want to be a youtuber when he grows up so I will not be telling him about this because like he needs to do something else and I was like oh (laughs) um okay but like kids are growing up being like, I want to be a YouTuber when I grow up. Like, that's insane. I know, right? Like, that's a career. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, blows my mind. It really does. I feel like we were maybe, like... So exciting. Yeah. Mm. I feel like we were maybe the last little bit of, like, not really knowing if it can be a career and just yeah. kind of doing it as a hobby. Mm. And then it's starting. Yeah. But now people are literally like, I want to be an Instagrammer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we grew up with Tamagotchi still. There was no iPhones or iPads. Exactly. Oh, Tamagotchi. Oh. I used to love Tamagotchi. I 
remember. <laughs> this this is a really sad story. Mine went through the wash and it died. Oh. And I was actually... I have a story like Yeah, this. tell it, please. It's so sad. I, know, I got mine and I had it on a lanyard and I bent over into the ocean. <gasps> oh! I drowned her. I think I kept it alive for like three hours. <laughs> Isn't it funny that we used to literally wear these things around our necks? <laughs> Just so stoked. I'm like, I'm I got a blue Tamagotchi. Like life cannot get me. <laughs> Honestly, it's a simple life. <laughs> it really it is. is. It's the small things in life. <sighs> Alrighty. Well, is that all the main questions that we have for Georgia? Do you have anything else? I think we were going to we might have it for our Ask Us Three segment because I feel like it'll be a good one to answer in that because it did come up a few times from people that sent them through um so i guess we'll move on then ask us three segment heaps of questions came through this week it was actually awesome to see all of you girls send through your questions we got some via email so i guess if you do ever have a longer question or something that you want to go in a little bit more depth with like a story time feel free to email us on our drink um, more water email it is linked below if you do want to send that through but if not through the instagram is completely fine as well um but i think soph has our first question for our ask us three so we will get straight into it and you will be getting the input um input (laughs) that'll be input of georgia as well (laughs) (laughs) exactly georgia's not a regular guest (laughs) stop she's a cool guest (laughs) okay so i was (laughs) I was stoked with how many questions we got and how many of you DM'd our Drink More Water podcast with just like opening up. Um, But this is one that I feel like is really important to answer. And this was, I think, one of the first ones we got. Um, But it says, ask us three. I'm currently living at home with my boyfriend and his parents. I'm very grateful to be there and have a home. However, I can't fight the feeling of wanting to move out with him. I don't think it's on the cards for at least another 12 months due to finance reasons, but I just feel like I'm not living my full potential. I I feel crowded and, and sorry, starting that sentence again. I feel crowded and like I'm not being an, as independent as I can be. What can I do to get rid of this feeling? I just feel as though moving out of home will be incredible for myself, growth as well as ours as a couple. We can definitely all chime in on this one because I feel like we've all moved out fairly young. Well, I mean, no, actually not true. I moved out just recently. I feel like 20, that's kind of young. Um, but um. Yeah, so do you want to start with this? Yeah, okay, so I actually like completely can relate to this because I remember basically almost exactly after I finished school, I think I stayed at home for another year and maybe a year and a half after that. And most of that time, I was going to say probably for the last year of that, living at home, I felt the same. I felt like I couldn't, it's like I didn't, I couldn't, I don't know, become my full self or couldn't really express myself and... I don't know, I just never felt 100% like I was living the life I wanted to live at home. So I can definitely, definitely relate to this. Um, For me personally, I think, yeah, it's hard, the finance reasons, because you've got to make sure that you can support yourself outside and you don't want to be moving out of home stressing about paying rent each week. Like that's just a stress that you don't want to put on yourself. So I think making sure that you are financially secure does help so much. And obviously with COVID and so many people losing their jobs, it makes that a little bit hard or much harder than it has been before. But I think personally, if you are moving out with someone, that in itself makes it a lot easier. Maybe try and get, you know, a group of friends to move out. I know Georgia, you moved out with a group of friends to start off with. And if that can lower your rent, 
Like, you know, if you're paying a fourth of a rent, that would make it so much more achievable and maybe you could do it faster. Um, if you're wanting to move out with your boyfriend, definitely just like maybe get an account together and pour every single cent, that you, extra cent that you have into that. Whether that's not getting coffees for 10 weeks and then, you know, making them all at home and not going out for any food, putting that all in, everything counts. Um, trying to somehow create different income sources so you've got a few things coming in um but know that it's so normal to feel like this but I also think that it is important I wish I was more grateful when I lived at home for having somewhere to live at home you know so a family that will take you in um because it's so easy to just be like oh you're like I just don't want to be here but when you actually move out it's like wow like I had it so good living at home with a family that took care of us um so yeah that's probably my input how about you guys? I did move out of home fairly, like, oh, fairly young. I don't know. I was 19, 19. I don't really remember. It feels like a lifetime ago. Um, but even if, I, I mean, I love your advice. I would 100% take that on board. But while you're living at home, saving all of that money, trying to find friends to move out with, try and find like small parts of your life to make yourself feel more independent. Like try to do things on your own or go grocery shopping for yourself and just like, cook your own meals or just like organized things in a way that makes you almost feel like you're living at home when you're actually not try and like be independent so like even just getting control of your finances saving with your boyfriend that will give you a sense of independence and you know feeding yourself going I don't know if like I don't know if most people struggle like doing things on their own but like go to the beach on your own or like go grocery shopping on your own and like I just do other things that might make you feel a little bit more independent just while the time passes before you're like actually like financially and uh, and ready to move out with your boyfriend yeah I feel like I started doing that at home before I moved out and it definitely helped should we make Georgia the third co-host of this podcast? Because that was 10 times out of the room. Stop. <laughs> I, I love it. It was summarized. It was concise. Very well put. Yes. You guys are too good to me. Great advice from Georgia Richards is there. Um, no, I love it. I love it. And I actually agree with both of you. I feel like all those points are exactly as I would say as well. I definitely craved moving out at the end of last year. I was ready. I feel like probably for a year almost, I was like, yep, it's time. Like Tina, I'd been together for a, you know, a long time and I was sick of doing that. Okay, I'll see you Friday. Like, you know, you get over it. And I know that um, for this girl, you know, you're obviously living with your partner, which is amazing and definitely enjoy that. Cause like Soph said, one day you will be out and you'll be so grateful that you lived with your family and had that time together as well. Um, but yeah, I think just being as in, as independent as you can in your space at the moment, cook your own meals, save as much money as you can so you have that independence as well. And um, yeah, just make the most of it while you can and have a plan in place so you have a date where you know you are moving out. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Guys, just quickly. I'm laughing. All of us are laying on the floor, so we've got quite sore backs. I don't know how long this um, has been going for, but I'd say probably an hour now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'm just going to take a quick photo of what's happening here. Love it. All right, you guys will see that over on the Instagram. But I think that definitely kind of sums up that question. I feel like we probably answered that as best we can. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think in summary, enjoy that time at that house while you can. Have some independence while you're still living there and put a plan in place. So when you are ready to leave, you kind of have that end date. So you know um, that that is coming. 
100%. Yeah, definitely. And do you want to go into the next question? Yeah, definitely. All right, the next question is, my question is based around family. For context, I am trying to eat more mindfully and my mum keeps making remarks like, oh, fruit and nut mix, that's quite fattening. Or I can't believe how much you eat now, referring to a large bowl of salad. I have a rocky relationship with food and find these kind of remarks really triggering. How should I get around this and not let it get to me? Oh, that is a good question. That's tough. Mm, Who wants to start us off on that one? Look, I mean, I can say something just quickly only because a client last week actually said this exact same thing, not to do with her mum, but just someone at her work had said something and her friend had said something and it can be really triggering. And I think like we said before, just stop commenting on people's food and people's intake. Everyone is on their own journey. At the end of the day, what you you are what you prioritize and you are obviously in charge of your own life, your own routine, your own nutrition. And if someone's on a journey and they're in control, the last thing they want to hear is someone's opinion that's going to negatively affect them when they feel like they're doing the right thing for themselves. But yeah, that's probably what I have to say on that. Yeah, 100%. I think... In that kind of situation, it might be just really important to talk to your mum about it because she probably has no idea that that is triggering for you. Um, So she's probably saying these things without even thinking that it's upsetting you at all. So even just having a really open conversation, being like, if she does say something, just be like, hey, mum, I'm trying to, you know, eat well and I feel good at the moment. And those comments are kind of upsetting me because it just makes me feel like I'm doing something wrong. So maybe if you could just refrain from touching on what I'm eating and I'm feeling good just trust that I know what I'm doing um and yeah that's I don't know I feel like you know your mum isn't ever trying to make you upset so she'll probably like be shocked and be like oh I'm so sorry I didn't mean to make you feel that way and just being really open and kind of having conversation about it would really help yeah definitely and I feel like too just kind of reflecting on the way I've grown up and um you know the way my mum or dad would speak about food I feel like we grew up in a family where it would be the same thing. Mum be like, oh my God, you're eating like a horse or, you know, comments like that. And to be fair, I probably said similar things back like to either of them or, you know, just in the family like unit. So I feel like sometimes, like so said, it's definitely not personal. It's kind of just like, oh, wow, you're going to eat that? Like, I'm sure mum's like, oh, another ice cream. Like, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> but we were very sarcastic and it was like funny at the time. And I've always had a good relationship with food. So that has never been an issue for me but it definitely came up so I'm sure your mum's not personally attacking you and what you're eating but sometimes it's just that miscommunication and yeah definitely just have a chat to her and let her know that that's how you're feeling yeah and I think for me because I definitely struggled with my relationship with food a few years ago while living at home and I remember getting a few comments like oh did you actually finish that packet of chips or did you finish the whole ice cream tub and that would affect me Um, and, but just literally talking, I said to my dad, cause he would say it to me, not even thinking that he would affect me in the slightest. And I was like, look that I don't, you know, it upsets me when you said that. And he, and he would just be like, oh, I'm so sorry. And that helped because he never commented again kind of thing. I would agree. I've never honestly been in that situation, but honestly, I just wanted to say like, that is tough Mm. and your feelings are valid. And honestly, I'm just like proud of you for just sticking it through, still eating, what you want and yeah I would agree just open communication because you're like thinking in your head oh wow, that really hurts but she honestly probably didn't think about it twice mm-hmm. didn't think about it after she said it so yeah open communication is always the key I feel like yeah 
definitely. Okay, and for our third question of the Ask Us 3 category is basically someone just asking how to find confidence to start in the gym or get to the gym in the first place because it is daunting and you see people online who have been going every single day for years and you think that it looks so easy, but how to kind of begin that and get the confidence to go. George, do you want to start us off on this yes, one? Yes, of course. I touched on this earlier, but honestly, faking it till you make it. If you walk into that gym and you feel scared and it is daunting, like you are allowed to feel scared. It is a scary place. But if you walk in there feeling that and like looking like you're scared, it'll be so much harder whereas you walk in there with fake confidence and even just pretend like you know what you're doing that's exactly what I did I just like I walked straight in I walked straight up to this one dumbbell that I wanted I stuck with the same weight the whole first session and I just I didn't look anyone in the eye I just looked at myself and the floor Mm -hmm. and that was it and the more you do it the easier it is um wear what you feel comfortable in do what weights you feel comfortable with. And once you do get comfortable, everything will just get easier and easier as time goes on. I feel like we've said that so many times, but like everything gets easier with time. Yeah. So like, I know the first time is so daunting, but you just got to like three, two, one, do it. Yeah. Like I sat in my car before I went into the gym for the first time for like a good 30 minutes, just watching people walk in and out. And I was like, no, I'm literally going to drive home right now. Like I'm not doing it, but I was tingly from my pre-workout and I was like, I have to do this. I also would say going with a friend is way less scary. Mm-hmm. Um, even if they don't know what they're doing, at least you're in it together. You've got someone to fall back on. Um, but honestly, like I, I've been like, I've been lifting weights for like almost a year and I still have so much to learn. So just try to remember that not everyone knows what they're doing and everyone's also just there to focus on themselves. No one's in the gym to look at other people and make fun of you. Like, They're all just there to focus on themselves. Mm -hmm. And so should you. Exactly. And, I mean, you look around the gym when you're in the gym and everyone – there's mirrors probably. Everyone's staring at themselves. Yeah. You know, if you do happen to see someone looking at you, it's probably them being like, I like her outfit or she looks really good today or I need to do that exercise I've never seen it before. That's usually what I'm thinking when I'm looking at other people in the gym. Also, headphones. Pop in some AirPods. Pop in some headphones. You're not it, like the world is blocked out to yeah. you. You can't talk to anyone. They can't talk to Turn you. Turn that shit up. <laughs> yes. High volume. You don't want to hear anything. You don't even want to hear the sound of your own breath. No. You just want to hear the music. And I think for me, just like focusing, being like, this is a, I'm going to the gym for myself. I don't care about what anyone else is thinking, what anyone else is doing. Just for, like, and I think what helps as well is getting some sort of program PT that kind of thing to have something to follow so you're not walking in because oh the amount of times that I would walk in when I first started the gym and just kind of like look around <laughs> and that's probably what people would be like why is she looking at me I'm literally looking around being like hmm what am I gonna do next um so I think yeah getting some sort of program PT music headphones anything to so when you get in there you have a game plan and you know exactly where you want to go I think that helps too. 100%. Also, a little tip. Sometimes I would just like walk, like do a warm up on the treadmill. Kind of like suss out who is around me. What exercises are free? Exercise machines are free. Weights are free. And then I'll go from there. Because then I can make a plan in my head. Yeah. Yeah, I actually agree. That's so true. And having a plan and a program, it is the biggest sense of relief walking in there. And also for long-term confidence and more like your longevity of sticking to a gym routine you feel a little bit disheartened sometimes I feel like when you walk out from having a fairly random session and you don't know 
you know, you don't really feel like you got much from the session or you don't feel that good about it because it was very random and you're like, oh, was that even effective? Like, what was the point of that? And then it, it doesn't really give you the motivation to go back again and think, okay, I've got to make up another one. Like, what am I going to do? And, you know, there's so many ebooks out there, so many programs, um, just Instagram accounts even. If you start off doing, you know, workouts from Instagram and if that helps you get to the gym and feel confident, then 100% just follow something so you have a little bit of guidance. Um, and I love all your points. Go with a friend. Join a gym that isn't super scary and daunting if that's also the thing that's putting you off. There's so many smaller gyms around local areas that aren't scary and is usually just full of older people <laughs> or go times of the day initially that aren't so busy. You know, you can usually check um, on the internet. They've got like their busy times and stuff like that as well. But honestly, you know, everything initially is scary, right? Like anything, going to a yoga class, going to a new cafe can be scary, right? Like <laughs> it's just all those things can always be scary. But once you do it and you're in that routine, it obviously becomes so much easier. And I think as well, like, you know, I'm a PT. I'm, I'm confident. I know my form. Yet I can still feel that anxiety in a gym and, like, people are watching and that it's scary. So don't think it's personal to you. Like, we, we all feel it. And I find as well when I'm in a consistent routine, I feel confident. If I have, like, a week off for whatever reason, that's when I get scared again and I feel less confident. So I think... Fake it till you make it and stick to that routine and be as consistent as possible so it's a place that you go every day and you feel super familiar with. Um, and, yeah, it just helps with your confidence for sure. Alrighty, well, that is, I reckon, where we're going to wrap this up. I don't know how long this episode's going to be, but I think it's going to be a long one. So I hope you guys did enjoy. Um, all of, oh, do you want to shout out your all your socials, Georgia? Oh, um, so do you have a YouTube account? Of course. <laughs> um, it's just Georgia Richards and the main Instagram is Georgia Richards as well with two A's and two S's. Um, all of our socials will be left in the show notes of this episode. Georgia's links, our links, the podcast Instagram link. Um, I really, really hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. It was a long one, but it was our first guest. I'm really, really happy that it's done, and I'm excited to get it out for you guys to listen to. Thank you so much for having me as well. I oh. felt genuinely honoured. I We feel honoured that no. this is your first no, no. podcast. I feel honoured. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We talked to your podcast. It didn't do amazing. All righty, guys. I love it. So thank you so much, guys, for listening to today's episode, and we really appreciate everyone who has taken the time to either either follow the Instagram page, leave a review or give the podcast a rating. It supports it so much and hopefully we can reach more of you. And I hope today's episode wasn't too aggressive at times and you did get some value (laughs) out of this episode. Um, And we've got a good one coming next week as well. But thank you guys for listening and we will be back in your ears next week. (laughs) See you guys. (laughs)